Hello, welcome to episode 2 of Biblical Perspective, where the truth about the Bible comes to life. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about three different things that we all have questions about, or what I had questions about, I don't know about you, but I ask these questions a lot. The first question is, do we need to bring God back into government? Do we need to bring God back into our situations? Because especially during this time, it hasn't happened. People have been kind of pushing God to the side and trying to figure stuff out on their own. Me personally, I don't think that's the right way to go, but we will discuss that now. We will discuss that. Another question is, if we have to, why do we need God back? Why do we need God back into the government? What will happen if we do bring God back into the government? And a third question, what about separation of church and state? If we want to bring God back into the government, isn't there separation of church and state? What do we do if there is separation of church and state? We cannot do this if there is. So I'm going to be breaking down those three questions and hopefully give a good, solid answer to these three questions. Now, the first question I'm going to be answering is, is there there any such thing as separation of church and state? Does it actually exist? And if it does exist, how are we going to add God back into our lives? How are we going to add God back into our government, which we need to do? Now, I always ask people where separation of church and state is set in the Constitution or in the Bill of Rights. They always say it's the First Amendment. Come on. So I'm going to read the First Amendment. I'm going to break it down, and then I'm going to actually tell you where separation of church and state, the phrase separation of church and state, was actually said. So, amendment number one. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. Now, there's more to that. But that's all I'm going to read now because that's all that pertains to this episode. Now, people say that that is separation of church and state. That has nothing to do with it. It's saying the government cannot interfere with religion. The government cannot tell you or cannot tell you what you have to believe in. The government cannot tell the church what they have to teach. So if the church wants to teach about certain things that people don't agree with, the government cannot stop that. If the church wants to open and the government does not want them to open, it doesn't matter. The government cannot interfere with that. So that's what that's saying. It has nothing to do with the separation of the government and the church. It just has, it's just saying the government cannot interfere with church. If anything, that's... And if anything, that is trying to say that you should have religion in government. 
That is what our government is founded on. Our government is founded on Judeo-Christian values. Meaning, our government is practically founded on religion. So how can you have religion, how can you have a country founded on religion, and then have that those same religions out of the government that was founded on the religions? It makes no sense. It's just a whole bunch of nonsense. That's what it is. So, separation of church and state was actually said, written, it was written in a letter by Thomas Jefferson to a Baptist church, saying that the government will not and cannot interfere with religious practices. Now, what does that mean? That means that exactly what the First Amendment says is exactly what the first part of the First Amendment says. It's saying the government cannot interfere with religion. It has nothing to do with the religion interfering with government. It just has something to do with government interfering with religion. And that is the reason why we have the First Amendment. That is why we fought in the Revolutionary War. One of the reasons why we fought in the Revolutionary War was to have religious freedoms. So if those religious freedoms are taken away from us, we are now in the same problem as what happened in the Revolutionary War. So, separation of church and state isn't even a real thing. It's indoctrinated into our minds to actually make us think that we cannot believe or we cannot talk about what we believe in schools. Because if we don't talk about that in schools, then they can teach what they want to teach, or these, the government can teach what they want to teach, and we can't have any religious freedoms. In other words, the government, the government wants us to be robots. The government teaches us what they want us to be taught, and we have to just sit there and deal with it. If we want to talk about our religion, we cannot. That is why this thing is here, because the government does not want religion into, into, in it, which is a very dangerous thing. Which brings me to the next question, why do we need government, do, do we need religion, and do we need religion in the government? Because if we do need religion in the government, then why don't we just put it there? If we don't, if we need religion in the government, and we need it so much because of what's happening now, then why aren't we just putting it in? Why can't we just do it? Why aren't we doing what we used to do? Why aren't we being? Why can't we openly pray in school? Why can't we? open up a Bible and read it out loud in school? Why can't we have Bible studies in school? Why can't we have open prayer in school? Good questions, and I'm going to answer that right now. Now I'm going to answer the question, do we need to bring God back into the government, back into our daily lives, instead of just pushing him behind and going to him when we need him? Instead of doing that, 
just putting him as the center of our life, making him the center, making him the reason why we want to go on. So I, I talked about the separation of church and state before, okay? So now that we know that that's not a real thing, we can bring God back. Now, I'm going to answer a few questions in this part. I'm going to answer when schools remo when did schools remove God from this remove God? I'm going to give you the homicide rate from when from the 1950s to now and I'm going to give you the crime rate from the 1960s to from to now. Now this all has Every, this is everything to do with the question. I'm going to explain it and break it down a little bit more right now. So, when did schools remove God? Schools removed God in, 19, in the 1960s, 1962, 1963. Well... Why did they remove it? It said it was a violation of the First Amendment because students were allowed to pray on school grounds and have open Bible studies. Now, it's weird. They say that it's unconstitutional when them banning then banning all of this stuff, and then putting this stupid phrase of separation of church and state in our heads is the violation of the Constitution, not praying in school. Praying in school is completely fine because of our First Amendment right. It is very, con it is constitutional. Now, what happened after God was eliminated from school? So the homicide rates during the 1960s were all between per per hundred thousand people. It was about it was it's usually in between about five in between five four and five. Percent of the percent of per hundred thousand people, so about four to five per hundred thousand committed homicide, right? So the nineteen sixty, then you come to the nineteen seventies, it skyrockets. It is now between seven and ten people. Per hundred thousand. Which is a lot. So. You go from having God in school. And having between. Four, five, and six. To going from seven, eight, nine, and ten. Because remove. I, I believe it was because remove, we removed God from school. And we taught certain things. I'm not going to say what. But we taught certain things instead of it. 
Now I'm going to give the crime rate. So, 1960s, the crime rate, the crime rate is between, the total amount of crimes committed was between 3 and 7 million, which is a lot. But, you go into the 1970s, you go from 8 million to 13 million throughout the whole Throughout the 1970s and into 1980, you go from 8 million to 13 million. That is a lot more. So you go from 3, 4, 5 million to 13. Now, what does that mean? I believe that because we took God out of schools, hope, love, compassion, all that stuff went down the drain. Because God is love. God is hope. God is compassion. God is the reason why we have all of those emotions for each other. So without God, without God, you don't have any of these good emotions. You have all of these bad emotions, and then the crime rate's going to increase. The crime rate increases, homicide rate increases, suicide rate increases. It's all of this stuff. All of this bad stuff is going to happen. I believe it's because we take God out of school and we teach other things that should not necessarily be taught. Now, I'll get into that later in the episode, but... I don't, I just don't think it's right. So, God's taken out of schools, right, 1962. Then in the end 1960s is when they start just little by little getting rid of God. And then 19, by the 1970s, he's gone. He's not in schools anymore. You can't openly pray. And then through the 1970s to about 1990 to about 2012-ish, it, it's between, it goes between 13, it goes, but it's in between 10 and 13 million crimes committed. So before God was eliminated, you have about 4 million. And then after, you go up to about 13, from 10 to 13. That's a lot. That's a lot of crime. That's bad. So... Why is that happening? Well, me personally, I think it's because God is taken out of school. God is taken out of government. Then we, then people are taught certain things that I don't necessarily think are right or things that I don't necessarily think should be taught the way that they are taught. And then this stuff happens. God's taken out of school. And then we are 
taught certain things and then we act like what we are taught. I mean, there's people out there who act like idiots because of what they were taught, because of how they grew up. If they grew up in a school or in a environment that allowed love and compassion in it and allowed them to pray and allowed them to do what they wanted to do within reason, of course, I think that this, all, all, a lot of these numbers would have went down. Now, I can't prove that. It's a claim that I have. But in my opinion, I believe it would go down. Just by, just by these numbers, I can tell it's true that adding God back into our lives will make everything better. So, when we take God out of schools, you see the total amount of crime go up. You see the total amount of homicides go up. You see all of this stuff going up. And, like I said, I can't prove the claim. But, just by what's going on here, I can say, I can make. Uh, I can guess a little bit and come to a conclusion that if we add God back into our schools, if we make God the center of our life, if we are allowed to pray, if we can read the Bible openly in school and have Bible studies or just a group of prayer and where we can have all of these things and debates about religion and atheism and all that stuff, it would make a lot it would make everything better because now you have people trying to lead life and in my opinion everything is going to get better now like i said before i said multiple times i can't prove it but if you just i mean if you look at like me for example I used to be an atheist, and I didn't really, I wasn't really always that happy, I guess you can say. Since I've become a Christian, I've been happier. I've been, I've, I know now that there's someone or something out there that loves me, even if it doesn't feel like that here on earth so i mean it changed my life and it and it changes many people's lives so in my opinion even atheists people who don't believe in god can change but either their thinking or they don't even have to change their thinking they can just have a debate on this stuff with people because this now opens a whole big thing you can now talk about what you believe openly without getting in trouble if we have stuff like this. You can now 
um, have debates and all that stuff, talk about what you believe, talk about your emotions about this, and you don't have to just sit there in the back of the classroom, sitting there learning what you don't want to learn anymore because of this reason. If there's God back in schools, if we are allowed to openly, openly pray like we were in the 1960s, like we were allowed to in the 1960s and before that, if we're allowed to openly pray, have Bible studies and all of this stuff, I believe that all of this stuff, crime would go down. I'm not saying there wouldn't be any crime. I'm saying that crime would go down. I'm saying, um, I'm saying the homicide rate would go down. I'm saying all of this stuff because people know people commit suicide and all that stuff because of the reason that they feel like they're not loved. They feel like they're not, that no one loves them. Now with God, he loves them all the time, so that gives them a reason to keep living their life. I believe that. So, that, that right there is a good reason why we need God back in school. I mean, I already gave you all of this stuff. I gave you all the facts. So, the answer to the question, do we need God back in government? Do we need God back in our lives? The answer is 100% yes. If we don't have God as the main reason why we want to keep going, if we don't put God first, we have a problem. It doesn't matter if you're such a good person or anything. It doesn't matter. God is the only way to have the love and the compassion for that humans have for people. For other humans. For other animals. So if we get rid of God like we have, I mean, look at, look at us now. Look at us during this time. Look, I mean, our country, the USA, is divided. It's been so divided. I believe if we have God, if we bring God back into the equation, that divide will slowly, but it will, it will close slowly, and it will take a while, but it will still close. I mean, we need to have unity if this country is going to keep going. A good example, the day after 9-11, what happened? You have people helping other people instead of people fighting. So, that is, I mean, you had people praying for other people. You had atheists and Religious people trying to help other people because of the reason that the country was going through a bad time. Now, I'm not saying COVID and 9-11 are the same thing. I'm saying that what I'm saying is that if we bring God into the equation, everything gets better. You have a reason to hope and love. And if you're an atheist, you have a reason, you have, you should have people who give you that reason. 
but there's a I believe that God is a reason that we have love and compassion and if we get rid of God if we leave him and we just try to do all of this stuff on our own we're going to keep getting worse and worse than we are now and as of right now I don't want to get worse I want to try to get better and the only way to get better is by having God back into this now I'm going to answer the question of why do we need God back? Now, do we need God back? Yes. Why do we need God back? Well, like I said before, God is what gives people, God is what gives humans the love and compassion for each other. Now, you can't have you can have love and compassion, but it's not as great. It's not as large as God's love for us. If we, if if we know for a fact that God loves us so much, we take that love and give it to other people that may not have it or have it but not as much as we do. That's the benefits of being a Christian or a religious person. You know that God loves you, so you can give that love to other people. You can read about the Bible. You can talk about the Bible. You can... Give these facts. You can prove all of this stuff. You can do all this stuff. Now, I'm a Christian. That's why I'm talking about the Bible more than I'm talking about other stuff. But if you're a Jew or a Muslim, you can do, you can read, you can talk about your holy books. Not my problem. I'm a Christian. That's why I'm saying the Bible instead of everything. Um... Now, why do we have to, like I said before, if we don't, we are hopeless. There's nothing that can help us. If we do, everything gets better. Now, how do we do it? How do we bring God back? Well, I mean, the first step in bringing God back is stop is if like a teacher or someone like that says separation of church and state is here all you have to do is raise your hand and say separation of church and state isn't even a thing all right that's the first step if we're going to do this you have to stand up for your rights as a as an american citizen like i i've read the first part of the first amendment it's our First Amendment right to be able to talk about God wherever we want. It's, a, it's our First Amendment right to believe whatever we want. So there's no reason why we can't pray in schools. And now people are always like, oh, we can pray. And they're right. We can pray in schools, but we decide not to because of this thing of separation of church and state. Separation of church and state is just not right. So if you say separation of church and state is not a right, is not even real, then you can start talking to other people, talking to like to teachers or something, and talking about adding some of this stuff. 
Because the only way that this can start, the only way that we can actually be able to be able to talk about God, be able to have a debate between two different religions or uh, Christianity and atheism or atheism and Judaism. I don't care what it is, but it, it, we have to be able to have these debates because we are speaking our emotions. We are speaking about what we think is the truth. What's better than that? Now, I don't believe that school is teaching us for the future. If we are able to debate each other about what we believe, imagine what we're going to be like later. Because we now get to talk about what we believe in. So the people who are usually quiet in class get to talk. Which then sparks an interest. And if it sparks an interest... Who knows? Maybe they can be the re they can be the reason why we find a cure for cancer or all of this stuff. Now, you see what I'm saying? Because it's it's sparking an interest, and if you spark an interest in something, you're going to want to keep doing it. That's the best part about this stuff. If you spark an interest in something, you keep doing it. And you do not stop until you get your point across. So if you keep fighting for what's right, if you keep saying that's not a real thing, or if you keep saying, what if we do this? What if we do this? What if we stop doing this and do this? We can change all of this stuff around drastically and it can make us better okay because speaking your mind is something that you need to be able to do your whole life if you can't speak your mind you're just going to become a robot you're on your phone you're sit when the bell rings in school you sit down you sit in uh, in front of a desk you take all your stuff out and you learn something that you don't want to learn. If you don't want to learn that, they shouldn't have to. For they shouldn't force you to learn it. If you want to learn something and they don't have that here, why not ask them to put it in? Now, I said before that I would talk a little bit about what I meant by there's certain things that aren't really that uh, aren't that are really dangerous to teach in school? Well, the first thing is, I'm going to say is, I will be the first to admit, and I'm, I stand firm on this stance, and I will not turn back at all. I don't believe in evolution. Now, I know all of you guys are just going to be like, what? Oh my gosh. I don't believe in evolution. I don't believe that we came, that we evolved from apes. I don't believe that the universe came into existence by the Big Bang. I, by the Big Bang, I think God created it. I believe humans are created in the image of God. I'll be the first to admit that right here, right now. I don't believe that we should be taught that we came from apes because what happens is people are taught that they came from apes. People are taught that there are higher, there are superior people and 
then things bad things start to happen. Crime rates go up, school shootings go up. I mean, it's true. All of this stuff happens. People believe people that believe in evolution aren't always the most civil of people. I mean, so that's why I don't believe that we evolved from apes, and I think that's a dangerous doctrine to be pounding into our minds. Because if we pound that into someone's mind, then just think about what's going to happen later. They're going to, we're going to be, we're being taught that we evolved from apes, so what are we going to act like? We're going to act like monkeys. We're going to act like apes. People act stupid. Now, I'm not saying it's just because of evolution. Of course, there's other reasons why, but I believe that it is evolution. That That's what I was talking about before. I don't believe in evolution. You can criticize me all you want. I don't care. I will debate you. You can come on this podcast. I will debate you. I will do whatever you want. I will debate you. I will allow you onto this podcast. We can have a debate or you can do anything you want. You can just post a question on TikTok or something and I will answer it or try to answer it. I don't care if we can have a debate on the podcast. I don't care. But I'm going to be the first to act. I'm going to be the first to say I do not believe in evolution, and I'm going to stand firm on that stance unless you can prove me wrong. So, why? How do we do it? How do we bring God back into schools? Well, number one, separation of church and state. This doctrine that teachers teach us and the doctrine that the government teaches us has to go. Now, don't stop teaching evolution. If you think evolution is right, teach evolution. But I believe that we should also teach about religion. Because there are there is evidence of religion. There is evidence of a God. I don't think that you should just stop teaching about God because evolution is right and God is wrong. Because if anything, if evolution is right, that, w- that would actually prove that there is a God. Because, I mean... Just to, just think of it. All of these chemical reactions happening at the perfect at, at the perfect time in the perfect places to make all the complex animals that we have today. I mean, just think of it. If evolution actually happens, there's no way that it just happens by natural processes. There has to be something guiding it. Now, I don't believe evolution is real. But... But if it is real, there that that's another reason to believe that in, in God. Because, I mean, there's no way that all of these little things, that these little changes can happen, even in millions of years, without something guiding it. So, that's my stance on this. You can ask questions or do whatever you want. My TikTok is at Chris underscore Pizzamenti. No, my Instagram is at Chris underscore Pizzamenti. My TikTok is Chris Pizzamenti. If you have any questions, ask a question on uh, in the comments on the TikTok or 
I have a link posted on my TikTok and my Instagram that you can have a video question. I hope this video um, answered some of the questions that you may have had. Um, if you have any more questions, you can go to my TikTok or my Instagram. My TikTok is at Chris Pizzamenti, and my Instagram is at Chris underscore Pizzamenti. If you have any questions, there's the link. There's a link on my Instagram or my TikTok that you can go to and record an, a question, and I will put it on my podcast, or you can put it in the comments on my TikTok on one of my videos, and I will try to answer it either in a TikTok or in another one of in or in another one of these. Um See you next time. Thank you for listening. Have a nice day.